Welcome to the LaCoy Family Podcast. If you've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know that we've taken a little bit of a break to focus on some other things. And today I'm going to talk about the seasons of life. And this podcast is titled Seasons of Fruitfulness. And I hope it will be an encouragement to you today. So let's get started. As the weather gets warmer, I find myself reaching for fresh fruit more often and craving the juicy and refreshing taste of things like fruit smoothies and fruit parfaits. I don't know many people who don't like fruit. Actually, I can't think of anyone who doesn't enjoy some kind of fruit. We had a plum tree in our yard not long ago that produced an abundance of plums for one year. We fertilized and watered that tree for several years. We watched as it produced small amounts of plums for a couple of years. And then finally one year, it just exploded with ripe, juicy plums. We had high hopes for many more years of plums, but sadly it never produced much fruit after that one year. I recently heard this phrase, seasons of fruitfulness, and it has stayed in my mind. Are you in a season of fruitfulness? Is your life producing fruit? If you've read my book, Powered by Love, you know that I wrote a section there about productivity. I explored the question, what does it mean to be productive? The Bible speaks often about, being, about producing fruit. In fact, the large majority of books in the Bible mention fruit. And we could study this in depth, which I won't do here today, but allow me to present just a few examples. In Genesis, we are told to be fruitful and multiply. In Leviticus 26, God told the Israelites, If you walk in my statutes and observe my commandments and do them, then I will give you your rains in their season, and the land shall yield its increase, and the trees of the field shall yield their fruit. Your threshing shall last to the time of the grape harvest, and the grape harvest shall last to the time of sowing. And in Psalm 1, a righteous man is described as, quote, a tree planted by streams of water that yields fruit in its season. In Matthew 7, Jesus taught about how the healthy tree bears good fruit, but, but the diseased tree bears bad fruit. Throughout scripture, producing fruit is associated with obedience and righteousness. In John 15, we read about producing fruit. Quote, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away, and every branch that does not bear that does bear fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, he it is that bears much fruit. For apart from me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is thrown away like a branch and withers. And the branches are gathered, thrown into the fire and burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. By this, my father is glorified that you bear much fruit, and so prove to be my disciples. As the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. 
These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this, that someone lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do what I command you. No longer do I call you servants, for the servant does not know what his master is doing. But I have called you friends, for all that I have heard from my Father I have made known to you. You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should abide, so that whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give it to you. These things I command you so that you will love one another. End quote. As I've been thinking about this idea of producing fruit and yielding fruit in season and being pruned in order that we might bear more fruit, I'm beginning to recognize these seasons in my life. I recognize that there have been seasons of pruning, seasons where my sin kept me from producing abundant fruit, and seasons when I was abiding in him and producing much fruit. In this passage in John 15, the simple sentence in verse 9 sticks out to me, Abide in my love. In my last podcast, I spoke about hiding away in the love of Jesus and hiding God's word in our hearts and what those mean. It seems to me that these concepts fit together. There seems some similarity in how we abide in God's love and hide God's word in our hearts. We are not to simply add God to our lives, to sprinkle some verses in here and there. When we teach our children, we don't simply read a verse or two now and then or take them to church occasionally. No, abiding means we live in God's love continually. It is not just integrating the Bible into our lives or even sometimes immersing ourselves in the Bible, but a continual state of abiding in it. Integrating and immersing are not enough. God calls us to abide. It's a way of life, a lifestyle of always learning from and communing with and listening to God. Maybe you're at a point where making these kinds of changes in your life seems impossible or feels overwhelming or just seems like a daily grind, something you dread, an additional obligation to add to your already full life. But allow me to point out one other sentence in this passage. One that stood out to me is this. These things I have spoken to you that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be full. God knows what will truly make us joyful. So often our attempts to find happiness on our own end in disappointment. But God knows what will truly fulfill our deepest desires. Our attempts to be productive without God can leave us drained and tired and unfulfilled. But when we abide in God's love and obey his word, he can help us be truly productive, healthy, and joyful. Just two days ago, I felt very joyful after what I consider a day of fruitfulness. I spent the day with a woman who's just moved to America from Ukraine. Together, we purchased items needed for her family. We worked to learn how to communicate more easily, and we shared about our life experiences. Despite the language barrier, we developed a deep bond of friendship in just a short amount of time, and I think I was able to encourage her with God's love in the midst of a time of great difficulty for her family. It did require a sacrifice on my part, both in time and finances, to demonstrate God's love to them. I was worn out at the end of the day, 
but I recognize that the joy that results is far greater than the sacrifice of time or finances. I've made a new friend, and because she also professes to have faith in Jesus Christ, I believe this friendship will last for all of eternity. The encouragement God provided to their family may help them all press on with strengthened faith and renewed hope. One of the items that was given to the family was a portable coffee mug that says, The joy of the Lord is my strength. This verse is found in the book of Nehemiah. It was spoken to the assembly of Jews who had survived the exile. The walls around Jerusalem had broken down. Its gates were destroyed by fire. And after the Jews rebuilt the wall, Nehemiah gathered them together and Ezra read the law. The people recognized that they had not been obeying the commands of God written in the law, and they wept. It was in this context that they were told to not be grieved, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Now, I'm not a highly trained Bible scholar, and I can't say that I know exactly how to apply these passages correctly, but this is how the Holy Spirit is working in my life right now. Life is messy. We all will experience seasons of disobedience and seasons when our walls break down and we become susceptible to attacks from outside. But when we read God's law, when we repent and confess our sins before God, as the Jews did in the following chapters of Nehemiah, and when we abide in him and hide his word in our hearts, he produces fruit through us. We can be joyful knowing that God will do this good work in us, knowing that he blesses us abundantly with fruit in season. It is this joy that strengthens us to continue. So if you desire to abide in God's love, to bear fruit in season, to experience the joy of the Lord, read God's word, submit to and obey his law, and don't be grieved, but rejoice in the knowledge that he will produce fruit in you. I encourage you to simplify the way you think about life, to focus on this idea of living in God's love. And if you are already abiding in God's love and ready to produce fruit, look for those opportunities such as the one I had this last week. We would love to have you join us in helping this sweet family from Ukraine. Some ongoing needs that you could consider helping to provide. They need others to come converse with them and help them learn English. You could take their family to a park to play with friends. You could help the oldest daughter learn to drive. You could help them explore options for education and learning activities for each of their kids. Patiently read and study the Bible with them as they translate. Help the dad find work in his area of skill and expertise. Teach them basics about life where we live and whatever other ideas that God brings to mind. There are continually opportunities to minister to others around us and many other families. Please keep this particular family in your prayers as they heal and adjust to this new life here in America. Thank you for considering ways that you could help them. It's my prayer that God will strengthen and encourage you today, that you will abide in his love and experience the joy that only he can provide. 
Just as the taste of a fresh, juicy piece of fruit can bring us great enjoyment, I pray that God will bring refreshment and joy to your life from the fruit He produces in you and those around you. May we be like a tree that doesn't only produce fruit for one season, like our plum tree, but instead, like a tree that God sustains to produce many seasons of fruitfulness. Well, thanks for listening today. If you're more interested in reading the section about productivity in my book, you can order that at CK Online at the Celebrate Kids uh, bookstore. And if you want more information about our family and our ministry, you can go to LaQuayFamily.com. I pray that God will encourage and strengthen you in your faith today and draw you closer to Him and that you would realize how great His love for you is. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.